Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RIPodcast.net. This is episode 223, recorded live on Saturday, September 24th, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who, for some very odd reason, actually agreed to play me in a game of Twixt, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who can't believe... Dave actually agreed to play me in a game of Twixt. Andy Lowe, hi. Well, it's not like I had much of a choice. It's not, hey Dave, do you want to play a game of Twixt? It was, here's a game of Twixt, play. You could have said no. I could. In fact, I still can say no. Also true. But I think I'm I'm picking up strategies pretty quickly. I made one mistake early on. Yeah. Give me the satisfaction of telling me this is certainly not the easiest one you've played. No, this is not the easiest one that we've played. Um, For those who don't know, the the game Twixt, um, the version that we It's a square board. Yeah, it's a square board. You're trying to connect a line from one side to the side directly across, where your opponent is trying to connect the two lines on the other sides. So one person's trying to go... block the other person. One person's trying to go from top to bottom. The other person is trying to go from left to right or right to left. Basically, one's horizontal, one's vertical. Mm-hmm. And so clearly they cannot both win. No. So you put pegs in the holes, and then you've got little wrenches, or some people call them uh, bridges, that will connect the pegs. And once the bridge is on there, the opponent cannot cross it. The original idea was basically to try and um, go along the lines of like trench warfare of World War One. That's at least what 3M, I can't believe like 3M released games, but they did. But that's what we had is the uh, like the 1960s version of this game, which is kind of funny because they were released as bookshelf games. Yeah. And then you go to Target now and you have all the nice high quality board games that are released basically to look exactly like the 3M yep. bookshelf games. By the way, it's your turn, damn it. I just got home. An hour ago. I needed food. We actually went out to get food. Well, while your food, well, I guess you couldn't do it while your food was cooking. That wouldn't make much sense if you went out to get food. No. Damn it. It's your turn. We'll hold. Like, I I got up, went running. I went to class. Uh Uh-huh. I was kind of surprised there was actually 13 other people right now who want to get a ham radio license. It's pretty impressive. And there are... What are you going to do with a ham radio license? Well, I'm trying to use it as a stepping stone for broadcast engineering stuff. Ah, okay. Because... A radio is a radio. Yeah. A signal is a signal. An antenna is an antenna. Get the basics down here, and then just try and expand from there. Okay. Sure. Why not? I was... What? What do you mean, sure, why not? Nothing. No. Don't. You're reading too far into this. Because you had it with a condescending tone. No, I... That was not a condescending tone. (laughs) Well, that was. That was a defensive tone. Right. So how was your San Diego State game, Dave? I didn't watch it, actually. Uh, I got up ready to go back to work because I had volunteered for a small shift today. Uh, And then I got a message saying, hey, you don't need to come in. So we sat around the apartment for a little bit, played a game, and then we walked over to the gym. Wait, you went to? And I exercised. You went to the gym on your own accord? Andy, I have been doing that. Thank you very much. Go look at photocracy, jackass. I am now level four. You're like level 38. No, I'm level 7 or 8 right now. I'm. You're at least level 8. Level 8, yeah. I'm going to be level 9 on Tuesday. Yeah. I love that you're getting like 900 points for a day of running. No, no, no. It's a little less than... It's about 90 points a mile or so. Maybe a little bit... A little more. A little more, but somewhere yeah. around there. I think it has to do with your time, actually, more than the distance. 
maybe there's probably that's the one problem with photocracy is i kind of we don't know the algorithm yeah right Ooh, andy doing well on your push-ups though 9 11 8 8 11 i haven't done any push-ups this week Ooh, that's my problem with the push-ups is i i can i've got my part of my brain that's like okay you need to run I'm like, okay, I need to run, and so I will run. With the push-ups, it's like, okay, you need to do push-ups. I don't want to. But I'm hungry. I'm going to eat something. <laughs> Go do then, push-ups. But I'm hungry. Yeah, I need to do push-ups too. Instead, I will eat, take another bite of my freshly made apple and cinnamon donut with cinnamon and sugar on it. Okay. Mm, you I love the go ahead fall. Do that. Is it officially fall? Did I, I miss the, the equinox? It doesn't matter. The cider mill's open. It's fall. Okay. It's probably officially fall, too, anyways. <sighs> Sorry about that. I just... are, are you done now? Yes. That are you finished rubbing the fact that you can have those in my face? You could make gluten-free donuts. Yeah. Just saying. You could make gluten-free donuts. <laughs> I'm not stopping you. There's nobody with a gun pointed to your head saying, no, you cannot go and make gluten-free donuts. That would be a terrible job for someone to stand there with a gun. <laughs> Telling you things you can and cannot do. Could you imagine standing there for, I mean, I don't know if you've ever held a gun, Andy, but they are not light. I was the um, top shot at Boy Scout camp for about two years. Cool. So you know they are not light. No, yeah, especially the kickback on a shotgun. Ooh, <laughs> so you have to stand there holding it Yeah. for hours on end. Yeah, that would... I suppose we could make it more efficient and just, like, put that person in the kitchen. So, what would they do? Just stand in your kitchen all day? And just wait. And wait, wait for you to try and make gluten-free donuts? Yeah. Like, if you reach for the stuff to make gluten-free donuts, then they pull up the gun. In my head, I'm picturing those two guards from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Right. <laughs> we'll stay here, in the kitchen. <laughs> you, you go there. Go. <laughs> Where we you going? Go with We're going you with you. the kitchen. No, you're supposed to stay here. By the way, you need to read uh, Ready Player One. Okay. The Monty Python reference is what made me remember to say that. How many other books I need to read? No, Andy, really, this one? Tell you, you know how Audible has, like, the free audiobooks every now and then? Yeah. Go use your credit on this. You know how many podcasts I listen to? read by Will Wheaton. (laughs) It's like, go read a book. I've got all these other books I need to read. Did you just send me a message about the Twix game? Uh, I clicked the wrong button. What'd you do? I sent a reminder. Oh. I clicked the wrong button. I was hitting refresh the game. <laughs> Expecting that perhaps at some point you would take the, like, half an ounce of brain matter that it takes and take your turn. I guess I thought wrong. You did think wrong. So, yes, I worked out. Ah, ha, ha. God, it's been so bad. I think, oh, this is a bad game for me. See, now he's looking at Twixt. Yes. Which now is- he's thinking about his move. And while he does that, I'm going to hop over and we'll start talking about the topics. I've closed down the window without putting a move. Oh, <laughs> damn it. So let's talk about the topic that both of us posted and I didn't realize at the time because I don't look at your topics. That's just between you and me, listeners. David doesn't know that. What is with the secret conversations with the listeners? <laughs> You're the one who started it. How often does Andy talk to you guys? I don't get like, really? That's just weird. So the idea is that they'll throw people in an FRI machine, uh, FMRI machine. There you go. I don't know what the difference is between an FMRI and an MRI. MRI. 
I'm not sure there really is one. Because the F stands for functional. So aren't all MRIs functional? I think it's functional as far as your brain functional. Not that the machine itself is functional. Did you just send me another reminder? <laughs> wasn't me boss <laughs> it literally says dave <laughs> there, there's no one else it could be other than you there are other daves in the world who i am currently in a game of twixt with well how would i know that andy how would i know how many people how many poor poor sad people you have invited to play twixt with you i've only invited you oh you are the well, only one. I'm David, so I don't know... Nope, nope. Says Dave. Oh, well, crap. You're on there as Dave. Yes. Yes, I am. So anyway, they put people in an fMRI machine and turn it on and have them watch movie trailers. While recording their brain. Yes. They then use the information that they recorded from the brain and they send it to a program which has clips of something like 8.5 million seconds of video. From YouTube, by the way. And then the computer uses those clips to attempt to reconstruct the image of the original video. So... And they did it with a pretty astounding accuracy. Now, they originally did this actually with black and white photographs, like still photographs. Yeah, and they found that they could nail it pretty well. Like, they could tell what you were looking at in black and white with a still image. So now they are... Um, They've moved on to video. Yes. And moving images. What's interesting, though, is they are, um, you'd think when if there's somebody studying your brain, they're going to study the, the neuron activity, like the electrical connections going from point to point. But you can't do that in an fMRI, so they're actually using the fMRI to measure blood through, blood flow through the visual cortex. Huh. Yeah. That's crazy. So they can't get it to really good because neurons are fast. Blood's yes. a little bit slower. So, um, but that's still scarily accurate. Yeah. Like scarily accurate. Just creepy as hell. But they're probably not going to get much better at this because the brain is still a mystery about how... Uh, we... I beg to differ. I think they're going to get this. I think that this is going to open up new venues of research and that in the next, like, 10 years, they'll have it really accurate. Well, they're going to have to do some other studies on the brain to figure out what exactly goes on when we see moving images. Like, they've done this. to fi They just basically took the visual cortex part of the brain and goes, okay, what's happening here when right. this is going on out here? Yeah, and I think that as they continue to do this and refine the data, they'll be able to reconstruct it. You uh, don't think so? Ultimately, Nishimoto, who's one of the guys who was in charge of this, said scientists need to understand how the brain processes dynamic visual events that we experience in everyday life. We need to know how the brain works in naturalistic conditions, he said. For that, we need to first understand how the brain works while we are watching movies. Okay. What's really interesting, though, is even when you're looking at a static image, your brain processes it as motion. Yes. That well, part just blew my head know. a little bit. Does it? That's what they said. It, I guess because things are always moving. Yeah. Well, your brain will turn it into movement. Like if you're reading a block of text, your eyes are moving. Right. So expo facto, the text is moving in front of your eye or something like that. Did you just attempt to use broken Latin? Yes. Expo facto? I call it Latinlish, kind of like Spanglish, but Latinlish. You sort of like maybe. I call it. You're going to give me a headache. <laughs> you know what gave me a headache? What gave you a headache, Andy? The new the Facebook fact that you layout. Taking your turn in Twixt. The I'm new just, Facebook layout. Yes. With the timeline. 
Well, that's just one part of it. The timeline is actually something different that's going to take over your profile page. Okay. So your profile page will soon turn into a timeline that How actually – How is that different than my wall? Um, well, your wall just says, okay – your, your newsfeed and your wall – well, your newsfeed is your wall basically now, but it takes your wall and all your profile information and turns it into basically just a giant scrapbook of your life. Okay. Which Facebook oh, no, I've, I've kind of given up on paying much attention to Facebook. I don't even know when the last time you actually posted something on Facebook. I use it and I'll be on it, but I don't – like I, I just don't care anymore. David H. Play. Thank you, Andy. Yes, that is my name on Facebook. Last thing you posted was about your birthday wishes. Mm. No, nope, less posted, than a month ago. You posted on Brian's sisters. Oh, that's right. That was like yesterday, two days ago. Seven hours ago. There you go. Yesterday. Today. Seven hours ago? I had to do that this morning then. Yep, I had posted this morning. So there. <laughs> but before that was your birthday. A month. Yeah. Yes. And you probably only posted to just say, hey, thanks for all the birthday stuff. Yes. Uh, however, I have commented and I have been posted about. Ooh. Moving on. Yeah, it's Facebook has a new layout. Everybody is upset with it, yet. This is pretty typical. <laughs> what I'm actually more interested in is the other stuff that's in there going on. Is everybody's like, oh, look at the new Facebook newsfeed. But You're like, oh, look, Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> Spotify, hello. And Netflix. <laughs> you can get people together on Facebook to watch movies. What? Which you've been able to do on Xbox Live for two years. Don't tell people that. Hey, guys. Well, they said you could do it for two years. Have you actually been able to do it for two years? I don't know. I haven't tried yet. <laughs> I haven't tried yet either. And, you know, most of my friends have a 360. So <laughs> if I haven't tried it on that, why would I try it on Facebook? Okay, Netflix is in now in 45 countries, and in 44 of them, Facebook integration will be available. The one country that won't? United States. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which has a privacy law that prohibits this feature. Wow. Yeah. Oops. Okay. But also, um, the like button is going to get changed. How? Um, it's more than just you can more than just like something. You can you know you can listen love to it, or can you like it like it? <laughs> do you like it like you like the sandwich or do you? I love this sandwich. Facebook is turning into high school. But no, like you middle can... school, I guess. Instead of, you know, liking the band Radiohead, you can actually say you are listening to Radiohead or you are eating at Denny's. That's I thought stuff. you were going to say you're eating Radiohead. And I was just like, what? Mm. Tasty? Tastes like angst. Well, not yes. sort semi-angst. REM, that would taste like angst a bit. So yeah, Facebook redesigned their things. Everybody's going to complain for a bit and then we're all just going to move on with our lives. Yep. Yeah. Excuse me. Wow. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> oh, right, because we're talking about Facebook. Well, what about the FCC? Which one? Like, what about? Um, the uh, net neutrality rules that they approved of back um, last December. The crappy ones or the, like, amazing ones? The one where they say that the wireless is different than wired, that sort of stuff, but they still want the three rules. Okay. Transparency, no blocking, and no unreasonable discrimination. Awesome. The ones that, um, as soon as they were approved, Verizon and Metro PCS sued against them. Didn't they try to sue them before they were actually approved? Yes. So the okay. case was thrown out because they weren't officially approved until they were posted in the some official um, the Federal Register. Okay. Once they are actually printed in the Federal Register, then they are official. And, and now you can sue about them. Now they can sue about them. <laughs> so they are official, and they are going live November twentieth. 
Well, most likely, um, now that they're official, I would expect Verizon and MetroPCS basically to just sue them again with exactly the same argument. With the date changed. Yeah. Here's some, here's some whiteout. Just change the date. Yeah. Well, that'll be a sight to see. Yeah, I do not expect. They were decent rules. I mean, they were they were the idea of transparency on something like this is very good. But I highly doubt that they're actually going to go into effect at some point because you think it'll just get tied up in court? Yeah, uh, it's certainly possible. Also, the Republicans um, are not too pleased by this. The House voted to overturn the FCC's net neutrality rules, but since they weren't official, and you know the Senate's controlled by Democrats, nothing happened. Yeah. So it's, hey, new rules are out. Uh, let's do all the stuff from last year all over again. <laughs> Rinse, repeat. <laughs> so okay. some people want to find Snoopy. Uh, I know where Snoopy is, actually. Where is Snoopy? Hang on. I'm pulling up a copy real quick. You want to know where Snoopy is? Yes. I work at Snoopy. You work inside the Apollo 11 lunar module? No, but open that up, the link I just sent you. Okay. It's a map. And tell me you don't see Snoopy in there. What am I looking for? He's facing to the left. I see more of Woodstock rather than Snoopy. I guess I could see that. I love how there's something on the roof that actually says Epic that's big enough to be read on Google Maps. Yep. But um, most people don't know Snoopy. Well, most people our age don't know. I didn't know. But Snoopy was the name of the Apollo 10 lunar module. Apollo 10, Apollo 11 was the one that landed on the moon. Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong. Right. One small step. Apollo 10 circled the moon, though? Yeah, they basically did the dry run of landing on the moon. Okay. Apollo 8 was the first one to circle all the way out to the moon. That was Jim Lovell's first space flight. Right. Well, first Apollo space flight. And then they started going, basically getting the stuff with the lunar module out there and then Apollo 10 they did the whole thing like the whole separating reconnecting right just to make sure it all works yeah so um, they had so what to, happened to it they had to jettison the lunar module into space and supposedly they put it into an orbit around the sun did they know what orbit they put it into uh, yes but they lost track of it since 1969 oh so they, they had data for a while with it but then they dropped it yeah. Okay. After basically a year, they stopped keeping tabs like, on it. Like, we you know? really don't care about it anymore. Yeah. So, some astronomers now want to try and find Snoopy. What would be the use of finding it? Well, they said they don't want to do it because it's easy. They want to do it because it's hard. So, this is the climbing Everest of space. <laughs> I was going to say the Apollo space program of space, landing on the moon of space. No, we had reasons for doing that. JFK said, we're not going to do it because it's easy, but we're going to do it because it's hard. Did he actually say that? Yes. He, oh. that's the. You know, for being a geek, you don't know much about space history. Not Well, I know the Apollo missions. I knew Gemini and Mercury before that. I mean, I couldn't tell you what each one did, but I knew about them. First spacewalk was with Noah's Mercury. No, pretty sure it was Gemini. Gemini was well, connecting things. Well, the first American spacewalk. Was yeah, the, the Gemini project was to launch two separate things and actually get them to connect. Space docking was the start in Gemini. So once they got that going, then they could get the Apollo program to basically reorganize themselves in space. Right. So um, they are no, expecting... I, I did not know JFK had said that. That's, that's like the most famous line about the space program well good for the space program <laughs> i thought the most famous line was either one small step for man well yes that also would be <laughs> or houston we have a problem i don't think they actually ever officially said houston we have a problem oh they did i've read the transcripts 
You, you've never heard the recording? I thought it was Houston, we've had a problem, not we have a problem. Oh, haven't had really close, and on garbled radio, it's really difficult to tell. But that's just like saying, play it again, Sam. That line is never in the movie. Yeah, no, everybody not. thinks about it. Yeah. So. Apollo 13. Transcript. Uh, transmissions. It's We've had a problem, I swear it is. I read Dark Side of the Moon back when it was actually still titled Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> but while Dave is looking that up to see that I am right, I'm going to move on to another topic about how the Pirate Party actually has won seats in the British Parliament. Conversation was as follows. Houston, we've had a problem here. Yep. Houston, we've had a problem. So Pirate Party won seats in Berlin. And uh, yes, sorry, I just, in Berlin? Yes, I just called it Berlin. Berlin? Yes. I can't remember what the German for yes was. Da? <laughs> uh, wait, that's Russian. Ja? <laughs> no, I thought that was Canadian. Ja? <laughs> Only if you put an A at the end of it. Oh, A, A, U. Ja, mein... Mind, I don't know. Comp. <laughs> Who was the one talking about not offending people? <laughs> oh, it's okay. They're Germans. <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> Try and take over the European Union at some point. Uh, with Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel. Yeah. Whatever, however you say her name properly. But anyway. The so Pirate the Pirate Party-, Party won seats in Berlin. But, like, is that for the whole country? Or is that for... Yeah. Just the area or No, what? no, that's for the... Um, like the German... Parliament. Parliament. Yes. They captured 8.9% of the vote. Wow. That's a sizable chunk. Yeah. Th- their candidate, Andreas Baum, yeah. said after the preliminary results was published, this is all new for us. We'll get right to work. Oh, we actually won? <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> that okay. wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> well, good for them. I don't know what they're going to do, but good for them. Hey, at least they're getting out there. You know, we're, I, I hear there are people looking for a third-party candidate out here, Andy. We've always been looking for a third-party candidate. Yep. Last one who had a shot was Perot. But, you know, we, we could try and run a pirate party th- candidate. Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, it would be interesting. I think you'd try and join one of the other larger third parties. Green Party, Libertarian Party. There's an American Communist Party, I remember that. Yep. Of which neither Andy nor myself are members. No. Not at all. Nope. I hope you're listening, NSA. <laughs> NSA is always listening. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know, we should always include that in our listeners. We're like, so how many listeners do you guys have? How many people work at the NSA? <laughs> what? I didn't think it was that funny. No, it wasn't. I'm just shaking my head at how bad that was. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so where do you um, want to go with this? Net neutrality, Snoopy. We've talked about both. Oh, another thing Fold we it. talked about in the past was actually there's two things. Yes. We talked about Folded in the past. We can go with that one. Um, Let's it go turns and fold out it. Uh, I didn't remember I was a Folded member until I tried to um, create a login for it. And they're like, this name is already in use. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Who would use QS23? And so I tried my, my series of old passwords. Yeah. And one of them worked, and it seems I have been a member since um, 2008. Cool. So Foldit's been around for a while, and they actually uh, created some very interesting news this week. 
because scientists have been for a while trying to piece together the structure structure of a protein-cutting enzymes from an AIDS-like virus for what they say in the article is decades. I'm not sure that actually counts. I mean, the technology to do that hasn't been there for decades. No. Well, they say for more than a decade. Okay, so we'll say just a decade. Like 12 years. Okay. So they brought the folded-in guys. So they, people, you can literally just try and move around enzymes and proteins and this, that, and the other thing to try and basically fold an enzyme correctly. Okay. And the folded guys did it in three weeks. Wow. Talk about harnessing the power of gamers. <laughs> Gamification. I mean, that's been going around for a while now. It's the, one of those buzzwords. OCD people. <laughs> I gotta get this. But I the achievement to- at the end of it, it'll be done in a week. <laughs> Solve global warming. 100 gamer points. Really? Dude. So on that right now. (laughs) So, yeah, they actually figured out. So was it like foldit.com? Yes. Now I want to get in on that. No, foldit.com is not it. Foldit.org. Pop-up blocked. (laughs) Foldit.net. No, yeah, foldit.org does not work. Foldit.org. What? Spazio Design. How about fold.it? Ah, they went with the clever version. It's like, why do you, does it even really matter what your web address is anymore? You'll just put the name of it into Google. Yeah, pretty much. Google will find it. Who owns, like, news.com now? Is that still AOL? I don't know. Okay. Anyways, fold it. Awesome. Good for them. I searched for news on Google, and Google News is actually only the third on the, my list. Oh. Download the Windows beta. Start out with the tutorials, please. Oh. <laughs> That's my one problem, because I've been around since 2008. It doesn't think that I need to do the tutorials. Ah. It's like, hey, he knows what he's doing by now. <laughs> so um, even when I tried to do the tutorials over again, um, I don't get my nice handy prompts of what to do. <laughs> so it's just here. Here's this. And then suddenly there's a new feature. I'm like, I don't know what this does. Well, I will store that for later and come back to it. So speaking of new features, Google Wallet is now officially launched. Woo! Are you going to use it? Um, I need a phone with NFS. N-N-F-S? Right, let me rephrase that. Would you use it? Oh, sorry. NFC. That's what it's called. Your field communication. Yeah. yeah. Would you use it? It would be just another card, basically. I don't use the tapping ability on my card. I go to places that has it, but I they have. That well, the idea like, is you would no longer need your cards. You'd have all of them there. But is it going to be like PayPal and always default to the one card I don't want it to do? I have no idea. Why do you have your PayPal set up to default to the card you don't want to use? No, no, no. It def- um, at some point, for some odd reason, I signed up for that PayPal buyer's credit or whatever it is. It's PayPal's version of a credit card okay where they charge like 26 percent interest or something like that yeah i don't know why i signed up for it but every single time i try and pay for something with paypal it defaults to that card it defaults to that ah and i'm like no i have money in my paypal account i would like to use not your stupid buyer credit where you're going to charge me 26 percent interest you could close that account i know but i always like to keep the accounts open for my credit score but they can remember credits I mean, you had to take a class on this, I believe. Credit score can get really complex. And if you have open accounts with no activity on them, that can end up hurting your credit score. Yes, but also closing them down because that would lower your over 
overall amount of credit that you can borrow. It would increase your uh, debt-to-credit ratio. Which is actually good. They want a high debt-to-credit ratio. No, no. They want... Or sorry, they want mid- like middle to high. Yeah, no, but if, you have, if you're at your limit on all your cards, that's bad. Unless you're paying it off. No, it's still bad. They still look at how much you owe the credit card companies versus how much you can borrow. Mm. How much still left you can borrow. So if you have an open card that's not doing... Believe me, when I put Kate on my card and me on Kate's card, with both of us as an authorized user, our available credit for each of us went up, and therefore our credit score went up. Okay. But I, I don't know if I would still use it. It, it would. I just feel like somebody could, you know, like accidentally bump against me with a pay pass in their pocket and somehow charge me ten bucks. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing in my head. It's just instead of the guys trying to like put a card reader and a swiper or the over-the-top stuff with the ATM machines is to just, you know, bump up against somebody who's got a pay pass on there. Granted, I think you have to still enter a PIN, but I don't know. I don't know either. I, all I can tell you right now is I really do not like the dollar coins. There are dollar coins? Yes, there are. They, they're oh, yeah, well, coins. I thought you meant like they, they seriously did the dollar coins, not like the Sacagawea dollar coin. Well, now they, now they have uh, presidents on them. Okay. But still, it's a dollar coin, and it got out of a change machine. And I love you know, dollar having coins. Like a $5 bill in your wallet is fine, but having five $1 coins is heavy. It's heavy, and if they start to stack up against each other in your wallet, you're like sitting on a stack of quarters. That's not good. Get... I didn't ask for the change machine to give me dollar coins. It just did. Go spend it somewhere. I will at some point in the future. <laughs> See, I really like dollar coins because it's, you know, it's like an instant thing from the vending machine. You don't have to worry about the dollar bill folding crap. The crinkly bill? Yeah. I like dollar coins. I think that we need more of them. In fact, I think we need a $2 coin. Yes, it's called a Susan B. Anthony. We have a $2 coin? Or is the Susan B. Anthony a $1 coin? thought that was one dollar we've never had a two dollar coin we've had a two dollar bill yes we still have a two dollar bill we need a two dollar coin no no i don't want to look up susan b anthony i want to look up the susan b anthony <laughs> coin. coin oh you're right it is the uh susan b anthony dollar yeah at least it's not a silver dollar those things are huge yes they are because it was a dollar worth of silver in theory it's not. And the uh, 50 cent piece as well. 50 cent piece is enormous. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, God. Okay, so back on track. Apple has announced that they have an event. No, no, they haven't Oct- officially announced it. They haven't announced it? <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. The amount of news. How have over- they not announced it? They literally say that th- the big news is that Apple may or may not be hosting an event on Tuesday, October 4th. Apple might be putting something up on the 4th, possibly. We're not but There sure. hasn't been any official announcement yet, which I then find... Where is this news coming from? <laughs> from sources, is what they say. That's what sources. they always say with Apple. From sources. Apple to control their news flow is... Astounding. It's, it's almost artistic. And terrifying. It's, it's brilliant, the ability that they are able to control the news about anything. That it's just like, okay, we're going to say, we're not going to officially announce this yet, but we're, you know, we're just going to leak it to somebody that we may be having an event on October 4th. You know. And it drives up their stock again. <laughs> What's Apple stock? AAPL. The Apple up $2.50. Good for them. 
It's over 400. It's over 9,000? No, it's over 400. Over 9,000? 9,000? You don't even know what that's from. I know exactly what that's from. Mr. Dragon... What was it? Dragon Ball Z or is it Dragon Ball... I'm trying to remember which Dragon Ball it was from. <laughs> God, there have been so many of them. There were three, Andy. There was Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball GT. Ah, that was the third one. Do you know who says over 9,000? <sighs> I know the guy who's powering up. Who's powering up? It's like... I think it was like Gaiden or something like that. No, Gaiden's from Star Trek Next Generation. It's Gaiden. Gaiden. Gundam is those giant robots. Gundam. <laughs> It's all in the inflection in the voice. God, I can't can't remember. I've put blocked that out in my head. Well, anyways, I'll just I'm gonna leave that one there. Alright, Mr. Smarty Pants of Memes, where does the term I for one would like to welcome our new overlords? Ken Jennings. Okay, good. It Watson. No, but who was the first person to say that? Uh, as far as I know, Ken Jennings. No. Who? That was an internet meme. Started with The Simpsons. Ah, okay. The episode where Homer goes onto the space shuttle with Buzz Aldrin guest starring. Okay. Yes. And wow. That one was a long time ago. Kent was the, the Simpsons. Kent Brockman? Yeah. Sim- Simpsons newscaster. He was the newscast. Yeah. I, I for one, welcome our... Giant space insect overlords, I think is what he said originally. So it seems Ken Jennings is a Simpsons fan. Must be. So, oh dear. Dish bought Blockbuster. We talked about that. Yep. One dying industry buying up another one. So, um, there's finally um, fruits of that acquisition have come into play with Netflix having their whole issue about Quickster and all that stuff. We haven't actually talked about that. We talked about Netflix splitting off. Remember Did the we... Netflix CEO goes, my bad? Oh, was that last week? Yeah. Okay, I, I thought that was last this week. week. Do, 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 do. Uh, I don't know, Andy. Last episode. Maybe it was two weeks ago. No, it wasn't. I, Andy, I don't think we've talked about it yet. I swear we talked about it. We talked about it to each other. I love this. Andy and I are both digging through our mail and news feeds looking for this. <laughs> well, Netflix split off things into Quickster. So uh, Netflix changed their prices. Yes. Right? And Everybody then, went, whoa. People were like, what the fuck? How dare you change your price? How dare you charge me extra for wanting DVDs and streaming? This used to be one thing. Well, Netflix's response to that is, our bad. Uh, So here's what we're going to do. We're actually going to split off into two companies. Yeah, with two separate queues, two separate everything. Netflix will be the digital streaming. And and Quickster Quickster will be the movies through the mail. And video games, if you want to add an upcharge to your DVDs through the mail. So that finally all got brouhaha, finally calmed down. And then on Friday, Dish Network, which had bought Blockbuster, which I know we talked about on this show. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, announced that they were teaming up with their Blockbuster company to basically do their own version of Netflix called Blockbuster's Movie Pass. Blockbuster Movie Pass. Yes. So for $10 a month, it will have the streaming. And it will also have um, discs by mail. Okay. Which you could also return to any physical Blockbuster store as many times as you want. And you will also have video games. 
It still does not seem like it will work. Well, the problem is you have to be a Dish Networks subscriber. Yes. That's why it won't work. So you will have to pay $40 a month to have the 200 TV channels. Plus some amount to go to Blockbuster or have Blockbuster mail you stuff. $10 per month. Yeah. Pass. Well, you see, for me, we are a Dish Network subscriber. And lo okay. and behold, we have the 200 TV channels. And are you going to do, to do this, Andy? Well, my thought process was, this, I'm still thinking about this as well. Let me help your thought process. Bad idea. Why? Because it's just not worth it. It's investing in a dying store. There are the Blockbuster kiosks actually on my route to work and near work and near here that I could access instead of Redbox, which is three miles away. We're already paying for the TV service that we've got. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we have to go and get the Dish Network TV service. Right. They're going to have games at a cheaper price per month than Gamefly or Netflix. And we already get the instant streaming, and so you do the, the disc by mail stuff as well. So you try and argue against that now. The convenience thing is nice, I, I will admit, because Redbox is out of your way, and we discussed that. Yeah. Uh, you're still missing some nice features from Netflix. Like what? Like their ridiculous, oh my god, million dollar algorithm. I know what I want to watch. Don't have to tell uh, no robot tell me what the I want to watch. Integration into Xbox Live. Xbox Live is on my computer monitor. The integration into Facebook. I don't need people to see what I'm watching. And the party features on Xbox Live. You guys are busy all the time anyway. I love that you're just, like, reaching to make counter-arguments to these. Well, it's that. Oh, and my final one, you're supporting Blockbuster, which in itself was an evil, evil, evil company. How is Blockbuster an evil, evil, evil company? Quote, no late fees. (laughs) Except when you don't bring the video back on time. After five days, I do believe is what they said. I remember I didn't, I had borrowed something from, I think, Kyle that was rented at Blockbuster, and I didn't know there were no late fees. And I'm like, oh crap, I gotta get this back there. So I run in the middle of the night to drop it off there, and there's two Best Buy employees in the building that are just staring at me with quizzical looks of like, what am I doing dropping off stuff in the middle of the night at Blockbuster? Mm-hmm. There are no late fees. But you said Best Buy employees, by the way. Yeah, you know what I mean, and not what I say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just clarifying me. for our listeners. They know what I... If they haven't figured out now... That you can't speak? Yes. Okay. Nothing like putting an audio podcast out there where you can't speak English. Yeah. So what's U of M trying to do with a cell phone? They um, are trying to increase battery life, which... Is always helpful. Very helpful. Especially when you accidentally leave the data connection on your phone on, even though, you know, you're not doing anything with the data connection because you don't pay for... Have a data plan. Yeah. Oops. And it still cuts your battery in half. Just having it on there. Just saying, yes, I would like to download data over the cellular network. Battery time in half. I've got the data to prove it. Thank you, battery diviner. Um, so they want to call it um, E-Milli, which I think is a ridiculous name. Yes. But it's the energy minimizing idle listening. So your phone would basically um, go into a super sleep mode, or what they call a subconscious mode. Because when your phone goes to sleep, it's still looking for incoming messages and clear channels connecting to itself to a cell tower. That's that and the other thing. Right. So um, it would slow down the phone's clock speed 
to one sixteenth of its normal. Um, let's see, what does it say? It slows down the clock of the phone's Wi-Fi card by up to one sixteenth of its normal frequency in order to save power, but okay. then kicks it back up to full speed when information starts coming in. So it basically shuts down the. Well, it doesn't shut down. It, it just really reduces the processing power of the Wi-Fi card. Yes, is all it does. Which Wi-Fi is just another version of cellular connections, but still, Wi-Fi does chew up a lot of power. Yes. Surprisingly, less power than if it's set on uh, 3G and it keeps bouncing back between 2 and 3G. Mm-hmm. That yeah. will kill your battery. Yeah, I can see that because whole different... Well, it's the same frequency, but it's a whole different network, basically, yeah. But my when I first tried to figure this out, I'm thinking, oh, it's basically just an electric relay. But for... An electric relay is something that's a low voltage that was used to control a switch that, is, that carries high voltage, so you don't have to have high right. voltage running through everything. I, I actually do remember that from my electronics class. <gasps> my God. There was a magnet in it, right? Yeah, electromagnet. Yeah. So it would be at a low speed, and then some the header of the messages would then have a hey wake up mode which basically would tell an electric relay to turn on turn on the big stuff get everything going get the information and then after a while shut Shut it all down down. again cool it's basically an idle stop system for your phone yeah that's awesome i know which is why i put it on here that's why i guess u of m can do something good other than beating (laughs) up on poor defenseless football teams san diego state is not poor and defenseless yes they are they were undefeated till today. Because they were playing against other poor and defenseless football teams. It's just the it's Are like you claiming that Eastern is a poor defenseless team? Yes, yes we are. <laughs> Eastern was undefeated when it went to play Michigan. Because we played on even more defenseless football teams. We were playing against FCS teams is what we were doing. FCS is the grade below the BCS teams, so yeah, even we were preying on poor defenseless football teams. It's it's like, okay, you get picked on by the big bullies, then you'll go pick on the kids smaller than you. All right, we need to hit um, our last bits, especially since we've run out of topics. So the game, it's actually a game that both of us have on our list, so we're doing it at the Woo-hoo! same time. Tetris. Dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, da, da, da. Yep, that just, you think Tetris, you think of Russian folk songs. I used to be able to do that one on the piano, actually. Um, if I was now, not in what's the other... the third song? I don't know what the third song... It was Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies. Really? Yeah. By Tchaikovsky. I did not know that one. I always picked the second theme that you just sang. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Tchaikovsky. Nutcracker is Tchaikovsky, right? You're asking me about Russian ballet? I'm asking you about music. <laughs> With a genre of Russian ballet? <laughs> uh, Yes. <laughs> The only Russian ballet I know is Petrov. Is what? It's the Fred Astaire character in, um, I think, Shall We Dance? You Say Potato, I Say Potato. That's where that song's from. Okay. Or in my terms, You Say Potato, I Say Tomato. Or I Say Milk and You Say Milk. <laughs> you Say Erster and I Say Oyster. Who says Erster? <laughs> the song says Erster. Believe me. No is- one says Erster. <laughs> Ginger Rogers says Erster. She's wrong. That's what she's singing. If you want to bring it up, what you need to do is dig up the Gershwin bones. I remember Reanimate we- George Gershwin. And Ira Gershwin. And Ira Gershwin. And probably, well, Stephen Sondheim, is he still alive? I don't even know. <laughs> For good measure, I will reanimate Stephen Sondheim, too. And then he might not have- be dead, but I will reanimate him nonetheless. 
and then you need to have an argument with them about this. Okay. So I don't think I'll be able to. No. I work in a medical industry. They might frown on digging up bones and trying to reanimate people. <laughs> Just say it's part of your mad scientist sort of view. Yeah. So, um, if I was not in the other room right now, I actually would be able to break out the Game Boy and Tetris <laughs> as we speak because it is sitting right next to my external monitor. Do, 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 do. On my brother's... Wait, that's Plants for Zombies? I had like three other songs suddenly go through my head with that chord progression. But, man, Tetris, I have literally put brand new batteries in that Game Boy, started playing Tetris, See, and had what? the batteries die before I had finished playing Tetris. Wow. What's amusing to me is that you you played that much, but you've never had the Tetris effect. No, I do not see falling blocks just randomly in random times. Especially in the corner of your eye. Yeah. Yeah, see, that to me is so weird. Oh, music A and B from the Game Boy version of Tetris has been remixed and rearranged for Super Smash Bros. Brawl and could be selected in the stage Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. Hmm. It's uh, a pretty common remix. Okay, music C in the Game Boy version is an arrangement of Box French Suite number 3. Oh, I must be thinking of the Nintendo game then. Yeah, the NES version had, uh, had Dance of the Sugar Plum Sugar Fairies. Plum Fairies. <laughs> but who played Tetris on the NES? Are you whistling the Tetris theme? No, I am not. Because <laughs> that would have been perfect. That re- I, we should go back and... No, we won't change no. that. <laughs> yes, there you go. That would have been perfect. But too late. You too lose. late. I love that the Tetris Effect article links to video game addiction. <laughs> I love how there Which was... Which ever crack redirects here. <laughs> Oh, Evercrack. For the video game frequently known as Evercrack, see EverQuest. Go read Ready Player One. I'm going to read Extra Lives first. It's by Tom Bischel. Why? Because I already have it. Okay. I picked it up when Borders was going out of business. Like a vulture, yes, I know. Yeah. I love your comment about that. Where were all these people when Borders was still in business? Same place you were on Amazon.com. Hey, I still went to Borders. When there was a Borders here, we stopped by and looked in. And then the Borders closed. And then we went to Barnes & Noble every once in a while. But we still didn't do it as much as going to Borders. But I don't think the number... I don't think I actually ordered a book for myself off of Amazon ever. You've always done it for other people? Yeah. But ordering a book for myself off of Amazon, I do not believe... I know Kate has, but I have not. I just... Kindle count? Sure. The Kindle can count. And I bought myself tons of books on Amazon. (laughs) I've even bought other people books on Amazon through Kindle. Oh, we don't have that topic listed, do we? What? Well, we had talked last week about how Amazon was doing this secretive library thing. Oh, and now it's live. It's live. (laughs) Yeah, because I just turned on my phone to get the Kindle app. In like 30,000 libraries across the country, they can lend out books to your Kindle. I have Gulliver's Travels and um, Peter Rabbit and something by Jane Austen on my Kindle right now. Those are the free ones. Oh. Because those are all public domain books. I like public domain. It's fun. More things need to end up in the public domain. (laughs) Well, you can blame Sonny Bono for that one. 
Can also blame Walt Disney <laughs> and Sonny. Well, Sonny, the Sonny Bono law in 1975 is the one that put it at its current levels. Yeah, but I mean, hey, musician who's a congressman, of course he's going to create a law that has to do with copyright. Oh wow! What? Jim Henson's birthday. Yeah, you didn't know, you didn't see that with the Google. I never go to actual Google.com. So I homepage the, the doodles. Oh, one of them eats the other one. Really? Yes. <laughs> I don't the know how one? it happens, but no, one, the red one on the right eats the green one. I'm not sure how I get it, but that just randomly happened. It moves. Yeah, it just ate it. <laughs> the E ate the L. Yeah, seven, eight, nine. And then the L comes back. Does the E eat the L again? I don't know. The pink puppet tosses up his glasses. How do you get them to do their special trick? I don't know. I honestly do not know. If you click, they do stuff. They open their mouth. Nom, nom, nom. So we should hit um, our random review. Okay. Because we're running out of time. What is our random review? I know what our random review is because I'm the one who selected it. (laughs) Yes. Red Orchestra 2. Heroes of Stalingrad. So the first thing that hit me about this this game is that you actually start off playing the Nazis. Yes. Like not fighting the Nazis, playing as the Nazis. Yes. On your fight towards Stalingrad. My guess is, since I haven't gotten this far... And I will let you know why in a second, is that the when you play the Allies version next, you're playing as the Russians who are beating back the Nazis back towards, I'm guessing, you know, Berlin. Berlin. But, um, the reason why I haven't gotten to the Allies part um, is this game taught me something new about my laptop. It has a power down feature if it starts to overheat. <laughs> really? Yes. So, I was playing this game with the graphic settings that it had recommended for my laptop, and my laptop shut down. Wow. So, I actually broke out my um, portable fan fan thing there and started playing it, but I still turned down the graphics even lower. See, I actually turned my graphics up from the recommended, but I was playing on my desktop. Yes, if I had a desktop, you know, with a nice fancy video card, then maybe, and like but... seven fans. <laughs> I have a laptop. It has worked... It has served me well... Up until, until. I, until I, you know, try to play a first-person shooter that is not Portal. Or Team Fortress. Or Team Fortress, too. Yeah, you're right. Which is the same engine anyways. But my, oh man, it my laptop literally died on the graphics. It's like, uh, no. Well, so, that's all right. Because I played, yeah. and I, I did the training yard. Yes. And that's about as far as I could get. I'm really bad at this game. <laughs> like, ridiculous. I, I can't hit jack shit. Well, you see, now I... Probably because it's a lot more realistic than others. Well, I mean, like you, you. There's ballistics, so the bullets fall. Yes. So you have to adjust your sights. But there's no way to gauge the distance. No, there's no way to gauge the distance. Like there's a little thing in the bottom right that says like you've set your sights for 400 meters. I don't know how long 400 meters is. You just have to know. And so once I've moved the sight, I'm like, ah, uh, I'm lined up. I don't think my bullet's even hitting the ground at this point. That's why you got to keep dialing it up. Either dialing it up or dialing it down. Yeah, but I, then I don't know which way to go. Well, you start at one end, and then you work your way towards the other. Right. While people are shooting at you. <laughs> this yeah. sounds like a brilliant idea, Andy. Well, I I love the fact, though, with the rifle, you actually have to bolt it. If it's a manual bolt gun, you actually have to manually bolt it after every shot, which I thought was so cool. Granted, a couple of times I forgot to, and I'm trying to shoot somebody, and all my guy does is just bolt it. And I'm like, oh, 
yeah, I need to do that. <laughs> and there's no um, ammo count, so you have to remember how many bolts you have in there, so you have to know when to reload. Wow. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, there's there's no ammo count, so you just have to, you know, kind of check. You can, you can hit the R button to just check to see how much you have in there, or you can hold it down to reload, or it's either one way or the other way. Yep. You should probably just reload every chance you get anyway. That's what I there's do an anyway. FPS. Yeah. Well, reload. So, um, I love the single shot on the machine gun, though. <laughs> yeah, that that was nice. <laughs> so, my other problems, you know, other than my uh, laptop dying. <laughs> Time to invest in a fan. Oh, I have a fan. That's you have I, a fan. Okay, yeah. Your other problem? Um, it's the fact that because it's so realistic, um, war's kind of hell. <laughs> yes. So. I don't know what's going on. I can the, the I've played through the first three um, the, 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 the campaigns. Well, not really like the campaigns, but just the basically missions. like the first three love missions. And I can count on my hand the number of people that I have personally killed. So like you One, could play through the entire game without really doing anything. Yes, because reinforcements keep on arriving, and they seem to know what the hell they're doing. And I, you on the other hand, <laughs> don't know. Plus, um, everybody is brown. Oh. So I don't know which ones are my guys, which ones are the Russians, and sometimes I'll be trying to shoot my guy, and one of the Russians, you know, will come up behind me and... <laughs> Just kill you? Yeah, do like a little melee rifle butt thing, and I'd be dead, and I'd be like, oh, I'm dead. That's who I was supposed to kill. Oops. And every time you die, if there are other... Because you keep on getting people in there, there are different classes. So it's like, if I started out as like a rifleman, I may jump to an assault guy who's got a submachine gun. Or I might jump to a marksman who's got a sniper rifle or just back to a regular rifleman like this. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if you're able to control that or not. But that kind of gets a little um, annoying. It's like you're playing Team Fortress 2, and every time you die, you spawn back as a different character. You're just like... Okay, different play style now. How do I do this one again? <laughs> oh, I'm a marksman now? Okay, so I gotta hide back here and start sniping people. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got shot. Now I'm an assault guy. Okay, I gotta run up all... It's, oh. it's got it's, a little bit of an ADD issue. Yeah, it certainly has the realistic aspect to it, though. Yes. It, it's like I said, war is hell, and this game proves it without a doubt. Now, here's the real question. I mean, this is a review. Yes. I'm not going to ask you to put a point value on it, but would you recommend it? <laughs> Maybe not to everyone, but if so, then to whom? I'm not sure, because the people who play FPSs are more of the... It's kind of like comparing um, Call of Duty to, uh, say, like Rainbow Six. Where the Call of Duty guys are, oh, I can charge in here with my shotgun ablazing, no problem. And the Rainbow Six guys are like, oh, if you're playing this game, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. you got to play it with strategy, but still, it's just... People who play FPSs play them a certain way, and if you do it that way in this game, you're going to die a lot. So I, I don't know who I would recommend it to. <laughs> Granted, there is a multiplayer aspect to it, so I'm not sure how the game is affected with that. I didn't have a chance to try it out. Yeah, I actually stayed away from the multiplayer because I was terrified. Terrified that you get find some of the Call of Duty people who have somehow gotten this game, or that I'd just get my ass handed to me by a bunch was, of people playing as Nazis. If I was going to recommend actually a game from Tripwire, the guys who did this, and I probably and you were doing an FPS title, I would say Killing Floor. It's their uh, zombie shooter mm. game, kind of like their version of Left 4 Dead. Okay, I didn't get a chance to play it yet. Uh, that was part of the potato pack. So ah, yeah. See, one of us didn't buy the potato pack. Yeah, but one of us also gets to play the ball, which is amazing. Also done by uh, you got the Tripwire. Ball? How did you get the ball? That was part of the potato pack. The ball was part of potato pack? Yeah. The new one? Yeah. That just came out? 
Yeah. Was part of the potato pack released in April. Yes. Why? It was. How? The ball. The ball of the game, yeah. But that was, it wasn't out. No, it was launched. It's launched back in October 26, 2010, according to the PC Review and IGN. Oh, okay. That was a fun Oh, game. that's right. I'm thinking of it. I'm thinking of Rock of Ages. No. That's not the ball. Okay. Well, I don't care about the ball. You should. It's a fun game. It's a. I'm trying to think of what it would be sort of like. Katamari? Not really, no. The, uh, the Wonderful End of the World is like Katamari. Okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the Potato Pack games that yes. now that are... Um, okay. Anyways, random topic. Okay. Moving on. So, random topic. Something about singing. Yeah. If Clint Eastwood was singing a cover of a song from the last 20 years at your birthday party, what song would it be? Cannot be something he has already sung. All right. First off, I didn't know he sang. That makes two of us. Second off, uh, I'm going with kind of the Jonathan Colton vibe, maybe uh, Still Alive or Only Want You Gone. But I, what, it ha- what has Clint Eastwood sang? Uh, Andy, there is this wonderful device in front of you called a computer. It's hooked up to a bunch of other computers. Yeah, on but this I thing called the internet. <laughs> I googled Clint Eastwood song, and I get the Gorillas song. Clint Eastwood songs sung by Clint Eastwood. What song is it? Clint Eastwood sing in movie Paint Your Wagon. I talk to the trees. I still see Elisa or Eliza. Best things: Gold Fever. A fistful of film music. Gonna paint the wagon. Gonna paint it fine. What songs were sung by Clint Eastwood and Rawhide? <laughs> Gonna use oil-based paint. I don't know. Clint Eastwood's got a... So... What is pine? I think Clint Eastwood would be best if he was singing some sort of a Tom Waits song. Because I'm thinking their vocal qualities would be similar. I'd like to hear him sing Aretha Franklin. You better think what you're trying to do to me. You better think. That's all I know of that song. <laughs> We're not allowed to sing. Do 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 do. Wah, 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 wah. I'm thinking Clint Eastwood's doing a little drop of poison. Should I think of like good songs from rock band to have him sing? <laughs> Another question is, okay, what would Clint at- Eastwood be doing at my birthday? That's the really more important question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> be weird to hear him sing happy birthday yes what would Clint Eastwood be doing at my birthday I heard there was free cake it's not free it's free for my friends are you my friend Clint Eastwood <laughs> I don't know do you feel lucky punk well it is my birthday <laughs> oh okay Clint Eastwood doing a cover of William Shatner doing a cover of something does it count if you're doing a cover of a cover I don't think it stacks. It's not really cumulative. You're just doing the first cover in the first place. But you I mean, come on. If he's singing in a, if I said the Clint Eastwood is singing in a William Shatner style, you would know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but that's not doing a cover of William Shatner. To do a cover, it has to be original. Why can't you do a cover of a cover? Because it doesn't work. I'm saying Clint Eastwood singing like William Shatner. That's fine. He can sing like William Shatner. He can imitate, he can parody William Shatner's cover of something else. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. It's 3 a.m. And a red phone is ringing. Red phone is ringing. Who do you want to answer the call? No, no, I was doing the part of, I was doing the intro to Rocket Man. Not some political 
you know what, Dave? You know what I'm going to do now because of that? What are you going to do now, Andy? I'm going to play a game of Risk. And not Twixt? Yes, exactly. You know what? That's fine. That's perfectly fine. Why? Because I'm just going to assume that means you give up. I do not give up. That I outplayed you, read your strategies, and figured out how to counter them. Oh, man, I think I'm going to lose in this first game, too. <laughs> As I said, I read your strategies, and I, I think I figured out how to counter them. The one move you did that really screwed me up was putting it between two of my other things. Ah. And I have since learned from that mistake. It's like a robot. You actually just taught me how to fix that mistake. <laughs> Fine, I'll play your stupid Twix game. And probably beat the crap out of me. No, I'm so rusty. You're probably going to win this one. You're rusty. Andy, I've played it twice. I don't care how rusty you are. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. 